Section 10 of Happy Jack by Thornton W. Burgess. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jude Summers. Section 10. Happy Jack Finds a New Home. Farmer Brown's Boy Takes a Prisoner. And A Prisoner Without Fear. Chapter 18. Happy Jack Finds a New Home. They say the very darkest clouds are lined with silver bright and fair, though how they know I do not see, and neither do I really care. It's good to believe, and so I try, to believe tis true with all my might, that nothing is so seeming dark, but has a hidden side that's bright. Certainly things couldn't look much darker than they did to Happy Jack Squirrel, as he sat in the big maple tree at the side of farmer brown's house and saw jolly round red mr sun getting ready to go to bed behind the purple hills he was afraid to go to his home in the green forest because shadow the weasel might be waiting for him there he was afraid of the night which would soon come he was cold and he was hungry altogether he was as miserable a little squirrel as ever was seen. He had just made up his mind that he would have to go look for a hollow in one of the trees in the old orchard in which to spend the night, when around the corner of the house came Farmer Brown's boy, with something under one arm and dragging a ladder. He whistled cheerily to Happy Jack as he put the ladder against the tree and climbed up. By this time, Happy Jack had grown so timid that he was just a little afraid of Farmer Brown's boy. So he climbed as high up in the tree as he could get and watched what was going on below. Even if he was afraid, there was comfort in having Farmer Brown's boy near. For some time, Farmer Brown's boy worked busily at the place where the branch that Happy Jack knew so well started out from the trunk of the tree towards the window of Farmer Brown's boy's room. When he had fixed things to suit him, he went down the ladder and carried it away with him. In the crotch of the tree he had left the queer thing that he had brought under his arm. In spite of his fears, Happy Jack was curious. Little by little he crept nearer. What he saw was a box with a round hole just about big enough for him to go through in one end, and in front of it a little shelf. On the shelf were some of the nuts that he liked best. For a long time Happy Jack looked and looked. Was it a trap? Somehow he couldn't believe that it was. What would Farmer Brown's boy try to trap him for when they were such good friends? At last the sight of the nuts was too much for him. It certainly was safe enough to help himself to those. Oh, how good they tasted! Almost before he knew it, they were gone. Then he got up courage enough to peep inside. The box was filled with soft hay. It certainly did look inviting in there to a fellow who had no home and no place to go. He put his head inside. Finally, he went wholly in. It was just as nice as it looked. I believe, thought Happy Jack, that he made this little house just for me, and that he put all this hay in here for my bed. He doesn't know much about making a bed, but I guess he means well. 
With that he went to work happily to make up a bed to suit him, and by the time the first black shadow had crept as far as the big maple tree, Happy Jack was curled up fast asleep in his new house. Chapter 19 Farmer Brown's Boy Takes a Prisoner The craftiest and cleverest, the strongest and the bold, will make mistakes like other folks, young, middle-aged, and old. Happy Jack was happy once more. He liked his new house, the house that Farmer Brown's boy had made for him, and fastened in the big maple tree close by the house in which he himself lived. Happy Jack and Farmer Brown's boy were getting to be greater friends than ever. Every morning, Happy Jack jumped over to the window sill and then in at the open window of the room of Farmer Brown's boy. There he was sure to find a good breakfast of fat hickory nuts. When Farmer Brown's boy overslept, as he did sometimes, Happy Jack would jump on the bed and waken him. He thought this great fun. So did Farmer Brown's boy, though sometimes when he was very sleepy, he pretended to scold, especially on Sunday mornings, when he did not have to get up as early as on other days. Of course, Black Pussy soon discovered that Happy Jack was living in the big maple tree, and she spent a great deal of time sitting at the foot of it and glaring up at him with a hungry look in her eyes, although she wasn't hungry at all, for she had plenty to eat. Several times she climbed up in the tree and tried to catch him. At first he had been afraid, but he soon found out that Black Pussy was not at all at home in a tree as he was. After that, he rather enjoyed having her try to catch him. It was almost like a game. It was great fun to scold at her and let her get very near him, and then, just as she was sure that she was going to catch him, to jump out of her reach. After a while, she was content to sit at the foot of the tree and just glare at him. Happy Jack had only one worry now, and this didn't trouble him a great deal. It was possible that Shadow the Weasel might take it into his head to try to surprise him some night. Happy Jack knew that by this time Shadow must know where he was living, for of course Sammy Jay had found out, and Sammy is one of those who tells all he knows. Still, being so close to Farmer Brown's boy gave Happy Jack a very comfortable feeling. Now, all this time, Farmer Brown's boy had not forgotten Shadow the Weasel and how he had driven Happy Jack out of the green forest, and he had wondered a great many times if it wouldn't be a kindness to the other little people if he should trap Shadow and put him out of the way. But you know, he had given up trapping, and somehow he didn't like to think of setting a trap, even for such a mischief-maker as Shadow. Then... Something happened that made Farmer Brown's boy very, very angry. One morning, when he went to feed the biddies, he found that Shadow had visited the hen house in the night and killed three of his best pullets. That decided him. He felt sure that Shadow would come again, and he meant to give Shadow a surprise. He hunted until he found the little hole through which Shadow had got into the hen house, and there he set a trap. I don't like to do it, but I've got to, said he. If he had been content with one, it would have been bad enough. But he killed three just from the love of killing. 
and it is high time that something be done to get rid of him. The very next morning, Happy Jack saw Farmer Brown's boy coming from the hen house with something under his arm. He came straight over to the foot of the big maple tree and put the thing he was carrying down on the ground. He whistled to Happy Jack, and as Happy Jack came down to see what it was all about, Farmer Brown's boy grinned. "'Here's a friend of yours you probably will be glad to see,' said he. At first, all Happy Jack could make out was a kind of wire box. Then he saw something white inside, and it moved. Very suspiciously, Happy Jack came nearer. Then his heart gave a great leap. That wire box was a cage, and glaring between the wires with red angry eyes was Shadow the Weasel. He was a prisoner. Right away, Happy Jack was so excited that he acted as if he were crazy. He no longer had a single thing to be afraid of. Do you wonder that he was excited? Chapter 30 A Prisoner Without Fear A bad name is easy to get, but hard to live down. Shadow the Weasel was a prisoner. He, who always had been free to go and come as he pleased, and to do as he pleased, was now in a little narrow cage and quite helpless. For once he had been careless, and this was the result. Farmer Brown's boy had caught him in a trap. Of course, he should have known better than to have visited the henhouse a second time after killing three of the best pullets there. He should have known that Farmer Brown's boy would be sure to do something about it. The truth is, he had yielded to temptation when common sense had warned him not to. So he had no one to blame for his present difficulty but himself, and he knew it. At first he had been in a terrible rage and had bitten at the wires until he had made his mouth sore. When he had made sure that the wires were stouter than his teeth, he wisely stopped trying to get out in that way and made up his mind that the only thing to do was to watch for a chance to slip out if the door of the cage should happen to be left unfastened. Of course, it hurt his pride terribly to be made fun of by those who had always feared him. Happy Jack Squirrel was the first one of these to see him. Farmer Brown's boy had put the cage down near the foot of the big maple tree in which Happy Jack was living because Shadow had driven him out of the green forest. As soon as Happy Jack had made sure that Shadow really and truly was a prisoner and so quite harmless, he had acted as if he were crazy. Perhaps he was, crazy with joy. You see, he no longer had anything to be afraid of, for there was no one but Shadow from whom he could not get away by running into his house. Billy Mink was the only other one who could follow him there, and Billy was not likely to come climbing up a tree so close to Farmer Brown's house. So Happy Jack raced up and down the tree in the very greatest excitement, and his tongue went quite as fast as his legs. He wanted everybody to know that Shadow was a prisoner at last. At first he did not dare go very close to the cage. You see, he had so long feared Shadow that he was still afraid of him, even though he was so helpless. But little by little Happy Jack grew bolder and came very close. And then he began doing something not at all nice. He began calling Shadow names and making fun of him, 
telling him how he wasn't afraid of him. It was all very foolish, and worse, it was like hitting a foe who was helpless. Of course, Happy Jack hastened to tell everybody he met all about Shadow, and so it wasn't long before Shadow began to receive many visitors. Whenever Farmer Brown's boy was not around, there was sure to be one or more of the little people who had feared Shadow to taunt him and make fun of him. Somehow, it seems as if always it is that way when people get into trouble. You know, it is very easy to appear to be bold and brave when there is nothing to be afraid of. Of course, that isn't bravery at all, though many seem to think it is. Now, what do you think that right down in their hearts all these little people who came to jeer at Shadow the Weasel hoped they would see? Why, they hoped they would see Shadow afraid. Yes, sir, that is just what they hoped. But they didn't. That is where they were disappointed. Not once did Shadow show the least sign of fear. He didn't know what Farmer Brown's boy would do with him, and he had every reason to fear that if he was not to be kept a prisoner for the rest of his natural life, something dreadful would be the end. But he was too proud and too brave to let anyone know that any such fear ever entered his mind. Whatever his faults, Shadow is no coward. He boldly took bits of meat, which Farmer Brown's boy brought to him, and not once appeared in the least afraid, so that, much as he disliked him, Farmer Brown's boy actually had to admire him. He was a prisoner, but he kept just as stout a heart as ever. End of Section 10